I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. Written by podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Right behind all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> if we just, what if we did a whole musical episode? Everything we said was in a musical tone. Man, we should. We should. That would be hard, considering I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, let's see what we get from inside the bowl today. In the bowl today. I wonder what we'll have to do, what we'll have to say. Then they reach my hand in the bowl. His hand's in the bowl. What does it say? What does it say? Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this isn't. This is not a from the bowl episode. This is rival pitches. Rival pitches. Uh, I've been putting some thought into what we win because it's all. I mean, this is the. Yeah, this is this is the last. Normal, Normal rival, rival pitch pitches. episode. We have a really special finale planned. Unless we drop the ball on that. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I think we have a really special thing planned. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking of like who wins if, yeah. at the end of the season. We've been talking about we haven't decided yet. So I've been mm-hmm. trying to come up. And I think since it's like a boxing match themed, uh-huh. what if uh, we get a written by rival pitches championship belt? Ooh. And then they, nice. you get to be the champion until next season. Yeah. I like that idea. I like that idea. And then, yeah, next season, the whoever wins the gets it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that would be idea. cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Rival Pitches Week, Harry Potter movie. Yes, yes. The uh, the Harry Potter universe. It's very obvious Warner Bros. wants it to be a gigantic franchise with spinoffs. And it but should be. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, Disney, they have Star Wars and Marvel. And, like, what big franchises do Warner Brothers have? They have the Harry Potter franchise. I understand being a little worried about it right now, though. <laughs> yep. I do get that. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) there's one author that can't (laughs) shut shut up, up. bro. Um, And that's the that's what really sucks is like because Harry Potter means a lot to me personally. Like I have a Harry Potter tattoo. That's you were wearing a Harry Potter shirt right now, (laughs) right? I am because it's a Harry Potter episode. But like that's the thing is like I remember um, seeing a thing like a few years ago before the scandal with Uh uh, with that author. Uh, where someone was like, imagine you get a tattoo of something and then they turn out to be like a Bin Laden. Yep. And so I was like, oh man, now I'm like, <laughs> I got a, I got branded with the... <laughs> See, that's why, that's why I would never get a tattoo of a fictional piece of work or like a song lyric mm. or an artist I like because... I've always known that would be a possibility. Like the Harry Potter thing that's just kind of went to... Because yeah. like... 
at the time when Harry Potter was coming out, like she would be the last person you would expect. And, and it, it's, yeah. it's not even like the most recent controversy. Like there's yeah. been stuff with her for like the past decade. Yeah, but. that's true. Well, I mean, I think the thing that's most surprising about it though is like, the things that she says are 180 degrees against like what her book's messages are. Yeah, which is really strange. Uh-huh. Um, but I try to I try to do the the separate the art from the artist thing because Harry Potter like does mean a, a lot to me. Uh, yeah. Like uh, in school, in middle school and high school, I read Harry Potter books every day because I was never a good student. Yeah. I've uh, I've always been a little dumb. And, uh, and so I struggled with school, and so the way that I made it through the school days, I just read Harry Potter books every day. And so I would read, I would read them through, which takes a while, but not always. Like sometimes like you can get through the first book in a day. It's uh-huh. not as big. So I would read through all of them, and then I would do it again. I did it like all the time, and then I would start to read them out of order. Because that opens up a whole new like perspective. Like if you read the first one and then the last one back to back, you mm-hmm. notice so many like little callbacks and parallels that you wouldn't yeah. remember in the time it takes you to read all of them in a row. And so I would jump around and read them. I did that every day from like sixth grade to to high school, all the way through high school, uh, even some in college. Uh, so Harry Potter's always meant a lot to me. It's a shame about the author. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. I'm very excited to pitch my Harry Potter movie. Me too. I've been thinking about this for years, man. Yeah. Okay. The the one I'm going to pitch, it's honestly, I just went back to an idea I had in high school. Oh, yeah. Because at one point in high school, when I just started getting into film and I took some film classes, I was thinking about doing a Harry Potter fan Same film. Because <laughs> uh, that, yeah. that, was, that was all the rage in like fan 2012. Films. Yeah. yeah. It's like Hunger Games and Harry Potter fan yeah. Star Wars, that one Portal one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which th- things turned out really great for that guy who directed Prey. He directed Prey? Yeah, yeah. The I guy didn't know who- that was him. Yeah, that's him. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, good for him. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, mine is an idea that, like... Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, uh-huh. uh, but it's the it's the thing that whenever I read the books, it's uh, my favorite character. I've always been like, I wonder what it was like when they were around. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. That's all I'm gonna say for right okay. now. Yeah. Who goes first this week? You or me? Uh. I th- so so I think I think you should go first. I want to hear yours. It's <laughs> it's technically my week, but we just had a stretch where we accidentally had me go first twice. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into it? Uh, I don't think so. I'm just going to do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh man. I'm so excited about this. Uh, we were so a little behind the, behind the actor's studio here. We were supposed to record this last week, but, uh, I was struggling Nope. And I wanted to put my everything into it, and mm-hmm. so I asked if we could move it around. Uh, and today I got to really sit down and work on this. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Oh, all right. All right. <clears throat> I'm myself up. We open... Oh, ooh, one note before yeah. I jump into this, because okay. it might... The beginning... My opening scene might sound familiar to, like, diehard Harry Potter fans. Uh-huh. Uh, my opening scene is based on a short story, an 800-word short story that J.K. Rowling, the author, uh, <laughs> she wrote for a charity event. Huh. Uh, and so she wrote an 800-word short story, completely standalone, wasn't connected to anything. 
uh, it was sold for a ton of money for this charity. Huh. The person who bought it, someone stole it from them. So it's missing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's missing. But uh, It's like that Wu-Tang album. <laughs> It is like that Wu-Tang album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes. So, my opening scene is based on um, that short story. We open with a speeding motorcycle flying down the street, unhumanly fast. And right behind it is a police car with two policemen in pursuit. The motorcycle has two guys on it. And it takes a sharp turn down an alley. And it's so sharp that the policemen are certain that it's going to flip over. But it doesn't. Oh, I got to do my British accent because it's Harry Potter. Hold on. We got him. It, we got him. That's a dead end. It might be a little bit too Scottish. But uh, we got him. That's a dead end. It's a dead end, it is. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, one, of the cop, one of the cops say that. And the cops turn down the alley. And they, they, it's such a sharp turn that they end up kind of chipping some of the paint on the wall. And the car is so tight against the alley walls that both of the windows fly off the police car off the alley brick finally they've got their prey the two riders are sitting still on the bike looking at the alley wall in front of them the cops do their best to slide out of the vehicle but it's a little embarrassing because it's such a tight squeeze they're kind of having to shuffle uh and the cops pull out their guns he's like get off the bike (laughs) (laughs) and the and the two riders do as they're told and they're smirking and they appear to be in their late teens. One of them, the one driving, has long, block, long black hair. Almost a block. Long block hair. <laughs> long black hair. The other one also has black hair, uh, but it's short and stuck up in different directions. And he's wearing glasses. We've got you for speeding, driving without helmets, and refusing to stop for the police. And the boy with the glasses speaks up. And I'm, I'm going to stop doing the British accent because uh. it's going to be hard to start differentiating. Oh, uh, the, the boy with the glasses speak up and he's like, oh, we would have stopped for a chat. Only we were. And he's like, don't get smart. Uh, you two are in a heap of trouble. Names. And the, the boy with the long hair is like, names? Well, there's Wilberforce and Bathsheba and Elvin Dork. And the glasses boy cuts in and he's like, and that's what... Uh, <laughs> And, and the great thing about that name is that it could be used for a boy or a girl. And then the, the boy with the long hair is like, oh, you mean our names. Oh, why didn't you say so? Uh, this here's James Potter, and I'm Sirius Black. The cops go to respond, but immediately the boys, uh, they drop their smirks, and they look as focused as bloodhounds. They're both looking past the cops, and they're looking at the entrance of the alley. And with identical fluid motions, they both pull something out of their back pockets. The cops panic. They think it's a gun. But they're sticks? They turn around and they see three cloaked men flying on broomsticks headed right for them. What the? One of the cops one of the cops is like, what the? And James and Sirius both uh, shout something unintelligible. The pop's like, what? And the police car flips over in the air, flying through the air straight into the three-cloaked assailants. And the two boys jump back onto their motorcycle, and the and Sirius is like, thanks, fellas, we owe you one. And then James is like, it was great meeting you. And remember, elven dork, it's unisex. And just like that, the motorcycle starts up with a roar and flies up out of the alleyway through the sky, 
leaving the cops bewildered about what they just saw. My movie is about the Marauders. Okay. The, The story of James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew, four best friends that uh, were together all through Hogwarts, and then after Hogwarts, joined the Order of the Phoenix to fight against Voldemort in the First Wizarding War. So uh, the movie will take place in like the current Wizarding War, the First Wizarding War, as they're working with Dumbledore and the Order of the Phoenix uh, to fight back against Voldemort. However, we're going to be flashing back to their days in Hogwarts together, um, where we see them, you know, they become animanguses together. Uh, We learn kind of like about their friendships. And it's one of those things where it's like the lessons they learned together as a group in college or they're using now in their fight against Voldemort. Nice. Uh, And we'll also uh, be cutting back and forth with our villain of the film, who is not only Voldemort, obviously, uh-huh. but more importantly and personally, Severus Snape, mm. who uh, who was their biggest enemy at Hogwarts. So, you know, we'll be cutting back to them having altercations with Snape in Hogwarts. But then we're also going to be seeing them currently fight Snape because Snape is in Voldemort's inner circle. He's one of his Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. And so while Voldemort is the main villain... Uh, and I, another thing that kind of differentiates uh, the Voldemort in this version versus the actual Harry Potter movies is this is before he kind of becomes a monster. Yeah. So he's still kind of handsome and charming, but yeah. like it's a different Voldemort, you know? So he, he looks like a human. He looks like Tom Riddle. Mostly. Yeah, he, for the most part. Okay. I think at this point in the canon, he had started to kind of transform because of okay. dark magic. Yeah. But he's not like a snake. Did he Did he split like all the Horcruxes? Before or after this? Uh, this is... I think this is during. Okay. I think he hasn't done all seven yet. Okay. Uh, because the night that Harry Potter dies, he still hadn't made his seven Horcrux yeah. yet. Um, or was Harry the, anyway. Uh, <laughs> bro, I could nerd out about Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. uh, so um, Snape's a very major part of the story. And the we, we follow Snape's... Uh, story arc just as closely as the Marauders because it's a story of like he's Voldemort's like left hand man he's not his right hand man but he's like in the inner circle and he's slowly realizing throughout this that he's on the wrong side Mm -hmm. and um, this is evil and messed up and it's it's kind of like um, deconstructing your faith Uh, his whole life he was raised to be a Death Eater, essentially, yeah. you know, Muggleborns are trash, and it's mm-hmm. about pure blood, and so he was raised this his whole life, and now as he's in the middle of it, of you know, being a general in an army where he's fighting for the side that his whole family has has been in support of, he's realizing, oh, this isn't what I thought it was, mm-hmm. and uh, this really cultivates with him switching, you know, at the end he switches sides to to Dumbledore after the death of Harry's mother. Yeah. Uh, so it's telling that story as well as the story of the Marauders. And uh, so the Marauders in this film, it's a lot of uh, them fighting off these terrorist attacks against muggles. And they're saving the muggles. They're healing the muggles. They're searching for suspects. It's a cool kind of like action suspense. Uh, yeah, kind of action suspense film. Uh, and it's all while telling the story of four best friends who love each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a it's not a romance movie. It's a bromance movie. It's telling like it's telling the story of 
the a friend group essentially. There's these four guys and James's wife Lily, and they're uh, like a family. They're uh-huh. they're all kind of outcasts in their own family in their own worlds. You know, one of them's a werewolf, and one of them is an outcast because he's a Gryffindor when the rest of his family was Slytherin. And James, uh, maybe not an outcast, but definitely. Um, different like he's a blood trader quote unquote yeah and then um lily evans who is a, a muggle born and peter Pettigrew, who is kind of trash <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah. trash at the game bro um and so it's about this friend group and i think it's really interesting because you know you see a, a million romance movies about mm-hmm. true love but this is a story of like a family of friends yeah uh, so it's a close friend group who would do anything for each other. And not only would they, you know, do they say that, you know, I would die for you, but they prove it every day because they're trying to save the world together. Yeah. And uh, and it, the, the movie would end with kind of the beginning of Harry's story. So the, the end of the movie is James and Lily are sent off into hiding because Dumbledore finds out about the prophecy. Uh, they make Peter the secret keeper. He betrays them. Voldemort kills them. And then he also dies, quote unquote, trying to kill Harry. So that's kind of where the end of the movie would be. Mm-hmm. But the the last, like the last, the ending of the movie is actually about the aftermath. Because we know what happens to them. Yeah. But it's the aftermath that affects the rest of the members of the Marauders, right? Remus breaks down and he's in shock and he's depressed because his family, James and Lily are dead Mm -hmm. and Sirius is filled with rage and he knows that Peter betrayed him and he's like one of the only ones that know Peter betrayed him and so he tracks down Peter and of course in the canon we we know that Sirius tracks him down and it appears that Sirius murders Peter Pettigrew Mm -hmm. but we know really Peter's the one that betrayed him Peter blew up and killed those muggles Uh and framed Sirius but the last shot of the film would be Sirius finding Peter and apparently murdering him and the muggles around and blowing up the street. Um, and it's a really depressing ending. Uh-huh. But it's a depressing ending because we know the resolution already. It's yeah. a prequel. So we know what happens. We know that it all, like they all come to terms and everything and everything is good in the end. But right now, this is one of the most depressing moments in the wizarding world. Uh-huh. And that is my Marauders movie. I like it. I think I think it's a good idea. I'm curious what uh what's like going on in the larger war? Like how are how are these characters contributing to that? So in the uh I I did it a little different because it's the kind of thing where like there's so much established uh-huh. already that it's like if I if I write my own thing someone can be like actually that's not how it happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Essentially so I just kind of talked about the general themes and, and my idea for what the movie would be. But plot-wise, in the first Wizarding War is by the time that James and Sirius and all of them jump into the order with Dumbledore, um, Voldemort has risen to uh, fame. I don't know what the yeah. word is for a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> he's risen to power. Uh, he's announced himself to the world. He's actually um, he actually like offers. James and Sirius and Lily and Peter to join him. Um, That's not a very known thing. He actually asks them to join him Mm -hmm. and they tell him no. And that's why he kind of had such a resentment towards them because they personally like turned him down. Yeah. Um, It's just a lot of like, 
uh, there's these huge terrorist attacks on Muggle cities and on Muggles. So it's showing up, fighting them there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like the uh, the Deathly Hallows book, where mm-hmm. it's a lot of like espionage and uh, intense fights and. F- figuring out who's under an imperious curse and who's a death eater and who's secretly in the ministry, a bad person, who's a good person and figuring all these things out and fighting all of these, uh, fun action scene battles. Um, yeah. 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 So out of, out of the four of them, who would you consider like the main character? Oh, I forgot to mention this. Thank you. That was one of my points is you would expect it to be James, Mm -hmm. but, I would actually focus on Sirius Black, uh, who's my favorite character. I, mean, I think that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it would be really interesting to tell the story through Sirius's perspective because we know Harry. We know all about Harry Potter because of the books and the movies and everything. Like We know all about Harry Potter. And because we know all about Harry Potter, we know a ton about his dad, too. And uh, James Potter is kind of like he was the captain of the Quidditch team. He was extremely talented. He could do no wrong. But Sirius, on the other hand, was flawed. He wasn't as intelligent. He wasn't as uh, powerful. But he was he was very talented. He's a very attractive, charming, but uh, he had a terrible home life. He got kicked out of the house. He's the definitely like the flawed protagonist that you could actually watch grow. Yeah. And, and throughout the film, watching him grow from someone who's at the happiest moment of his life. He's never been happy his whole life. Mm-hmm. But right now he has a family and he's happy. And we increasingly watch him become more and more depressed and filled with rage until the end of the movie when his best friends are murdered. And he's filled with rage that he goes to kill another one of his best mm-hmm. friends. And ends up getting blamed for murder and tossed into prison where he sits for uh, 12 years, I think. I did my waiting. 12 years of it. And ask about it. So, yeah. Yeah. You should have led with that. That's the that's the story right there. My bad. That's really good. My bad. I meant to mention that, but I, I, I forgot. I got really into the motorcycle seat. But, yeah, no, so that's That's my, really cool. That's the whole thing. Like, that... That's the only thing that was missing was like the character trait, and I like yeah. him going from being happy to like the grizzled person. Because it's usually now. the opposite. Him also like you know James is kind of the leader of the group, but yes. then he has to come in and be a leader himself. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, I I know I didn't create these characters, but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like this is uh this is I think it I think they should do it a Marauder yeah. series because also the like. In the in the opening scene, the opening scene is is based off that short story, and the short story is just like Sirius and James together are so witty and funny yeah. that the movie would be hilarious, uh-huh. uh, but also uh, yeah. sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started off with just seeing them have a good time and him being happy, yeah. and then he's all alone. That's... It's like the opening scene is him at the happiest he'll yeah. ever be, and then the last scene of the movie <laughs> is him at his is worst (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's cool that's really good yeah man when you pitch these things lead lead with the character arc that's the (laughs) my bad (laughs) (laughs) oh man i could talk about this forever like yeah just the idea that like it kind of makes his death and his um like his relationship with Harry uh-huh. even more impactful. Yeah. It, because it it's helps. like, yeah, it's like, Oh wow. He's finally back with 
James essentially. He's back to his happiest. Yeah. And then he dies. Yeah. And it's like, ah, man. But he dies for Harry, which is what he wishes he could have done for James. Uh huh. Guys. <laughs> now, <laughs> Guys. It, it does what a good prequel should do, which is like, it helps you appreciate the original thing a little more Even and see more. it in a slightly newer like everyone's yes. talking about better call saul and like how it does it that. does the better yeah i haven't seen breaking bad it. or better call saul yeah. better <laughs> better call paul saul saul <laughs> saul's from the bible <laughs> and so is paul yeah. but it's saul good man <laughs> <laughs> all right that was my pitch man nice. i'm very excited to see what you do okay Yes. So, again, going into this, I am basing this directly off an idea I had when high school. I was like, yeah, sixteen or seventeen. I was a young. I was I was taking film classes at the local arts program for school, and I was looking to make a fan film. We should do that it. Was, yeah, <laughs> we should do it right now. <laughs> That was all the rage. People were making fan films yeah. and getting actual deals to do big movies. So, yeah. and I thought this was going to be it. Now, this uh, looking into, I think, I think the move that the studios have taken the Harry Potter movies so far, they've been they've been going deep into lore. I don't think a lot of people really care about. Yeah. Where That's fair. I'm not I'm not trying to do a movie that explains that one or two lines that people were talking about about a historic event that happened many, many years ago. For instance, like in Fantastic Beasts, you're yes. telling the story of Grindelwald. Of Grindelwald, yeah. Yeah. See, I usually I usually wouldn't do anything like that because I feel like just having the mystery of what that was is what lends to the world Story. building aspect. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that. Cause also like in terms of star Wars, which I know you're less familiar with, mm. they, uh, they did something kind of like that with this movie rogue one. Uh, yeah. So yeah. in preparation for this today, I watched a video where they talked about how, uh, rogue one, you know, what happens to them. Yeah. But it's still a really fun movie. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I took a lot of notes from Rogue One when crafting this. Because I think Rogue One could have easily been, oh, it's trying to explain the historic event behind that one line that was said. <laughs> yeah. But it, it ends up, I think the reason why Rogue One works for me, I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's my favorite, like, non-Lucas Star Wars. Yeah. But it... It dives into a different perspective of the universe other than the main characters. Because, like, with Harry Potter, we have this whole big world, and there are all these side characters, and we know in the background, like, a lot of different people are doing different things, yeah. but we're only seeing it from Harry's perspective. Harry's perspective. And so, my film is just going to dive into some of the other characters that nice. we saw less of. So. My film specifically takes place during the Deathly Hallows book. Okay. Because, again, Voldemort has risen to power and there is a full-on war. I was mm -hmm. looking at the Harry Potter wikis. Everyone, it's known as the Second Wizarding it's War. The Second Wizarding War, yep. The first know? one was my film. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, so we've covered both. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, again, this, is, this whole 
war that every single wizard was a part of, and it's only been covered in one book. And I think there there are more stories in oh, just this sure. particular oh, war. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. So the main character of this film is going to be Dean Thomas. Now, he was, for people who don't know, he was a Gryffindor student. He, we know him most because at one point he dated Ginny Weasley before Harry did. And Order the Phoenix, I think. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, or Half-Blood Prince. One of the two. Yeah. But they, they ended up, uh, he was part of Dumbledore's army, that whole group. Yep. Yes. And right when Voldemort rose to power, he passed a degree that we're only chill with pure blood, pure blooded wiz. I don't know how to say that. Pure, uh, pure blood, pure blood wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah pure yeah. blood wizards. If you're half blood, if you're a muggle, you're inferior to us. We're gonna hunt you down. Oh, so this takes place in that time when he's off on his own trying to escape. Yes. Oh man. Yes. Yes, and of course, so the Death Eaters were doing some stuff, but there are also these bounty hunters called Snatchers yes. that would wander around to try to capture all the Muggles or the Half Bloods that was like weren't rewar- registered. Yeah. yeah, there were rewards, so there was just people like freelance bounty hunters almost. Yeah, there was a Muggle-born registration commission, and if you weren't registered, then the Snatchers would hunt you down. And so. Dean Thomas is a half-blood. And so we're going to open on him It's right when this thing passes and he's hiding in his home with his, like... I forget if he had a muggle mom or dad, but his uh, muggle so, parent. Uh, uh, <laughs> my dad's a muggle. My uh, mom's a witch. <laughs> Bit of a shock for him when he found out. No, uh, that, that's Seamus. Uh, so Dean Thomas is... Um, I think his mom is a muggle. Okay. And if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it was a real surprise that he was yeah. a wizard because he's assumed Oh wait, no 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 no. His mom is a witch, but he never knew his father. Which kind yeah. of a bad look, JK, that the the one black guy doesn't know his dad is. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. But uh he so he doesn't know if he's full blown or not. Full blood or not. He has no clue. Uh-huh. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well anyway. <laughs> he's at his home when snatchers busted and they're trying to catch yeah. him and this is like right when everything first starts to go down so he's caught off guard he's surprised we open on a big chase through a muggle neighborhood as he's running away from the snatchers and of course he's he's running and he comes across uh ted tonks who yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he is the father of nymphadora who married lupin yep. that whole deal and so Ted Tonks helps Dean escape and takes him to a house that's safe. Mm-hmm. And in this house, it's just him and Dean. And then there's Lee Jordan, who Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan did the commentary for the Quidditch matches. He was friends with the yes. and then twins. Whenever everything went down, he hosted a radio show called Potter Watch. Yes. A secret radio show that people could tune into to get updates on what was going on in the resistance. People could see if they were safe. There was some like magic thing where you could put in a password and yeah. you could hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're being introduced to him. This is exciting. And essentially, <laughs> Lee Jordan, he has to travel around a lot. He has to like broadcast from a different place a lot of times to, you know, keep people off his tail. But he knows he knows all all the tea about what's going on. Yeah. 
and essentially Dean and Ted, they're going to help try to help half-bloods and muggles in need that are in danger and Lee Jordan is going to give them missions to go on. So this is basically the whole conceit of this, this one film also, you know, if you want to make a sequel or something, Ooh. cause I know we're fans of that. It's essentially these two people trying to help out half bloods in need. It's the story of the underground resistance of oh, half bloods and hiding. That's that, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Uh huh. But anyway, Lee Jordan knows of one family that needs help with a wizard or a witch mother, muggle father, two half-blood kids that are both magical. And so they apparate to this house to go help them out, but there's someone waiting for them. There's a group of Snatchers, and the leader of the Snatchers is Fenrir Greyback. Dang, son. Yep, he is our main antagonist of this villain. He is he's a, a great main antagonist. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, because again, he's he's a villain that's way cooler than the amount of book time, screen time oh, yeah. he gets. He eats babies, bro. Yeah, he is, he is a Snatcher that is also a werewolf. That's and so cool. Reading up on this dude, he is one of the few werewolves that he is not ashamed of being a werewolf. Yeah. He totally embraces it. He embraces it so much, he doesn't even need a full moon to transform. Yep. He could transform whenever he wants. And he is the werewolf that attacked... Um, not only is he the one that made Remus a werewolf, uh-huh. uh, he attaches and, and magically scars uh, the Weasley brother, Bill, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, he is so pumped about being a werewolf that he intentionally tries to capture and bite children and yeah. turn them into werewolves. Messed up, bro. Yep, yep. And he also, he is leading this pack of snatchers. But essentially, they're waiting there to ambush these people. When they get to the house, it's in ruins both of the parents are dead. It's just the two children that are alive. Of course, they've been kept alive so they could be bitten, but Dang. Dean and Ted get there right in time. There's a big battle. They manage to ca- catch the children, and they're about to apparate back to the house when Greybag manages to grab onto one of them. No. He goes back to the safe house with them, and all of a sudden, their location is compromised. Dang. And so there's a big skirmish at the safe house, and the safe house ends up getting destroyed, but Dean and Ted manage, and Lee manage to fight them off, but only for a minute because they could come back with reinforcements at yeah. any time. So essentially, the safe house, it's compromised. They have to bounce. Lee is going to split up with Dean and Ted because he needs to run the radio show. He's like the main hub of information for this resistance. Potter Watch. Yeah. But he says, hey, I know of one place where you could take these kids. So most most magical places where we used to hang out are compromised. But what we've been doing is there are some port keys that are hidden in the countryside. And they're in areas where there have been spells cast where you can't apparate. Yeah. Protection such. charms, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't tell you exactly what it is. I have like this cryptic collection of hints or whatever. You figure it out. You find the port key. Take the kids oh, there. Oh, snap. And so they operate <clears throat> in separate directions. And so now 
they're in the countryside and they're looking for this port key. So it's Dean and Ted and these two kids. And along the way, they meet Dirk Cresswell, who is traveling with two goblins, Griphook and Gornhook. Yeah. So Griphook. Yeah. Now all these people, I should say, they appear in the Deathly Hallows book. Yes. And they're uh their role in the story is mostly taken out of the Deathly Hallows movies. Yeah. We see Griphook a little, and I think we see uh Yeah, we see Dirk just a little bit. But in the in the movie, Dean isn't in there at all. It's uh it's Ted and Griphook, right, in the movie? Tonks? Ted Tonks and Griphook is who we see in the movie? It's either Ted or Dirk, but it's definitely Griphook. But uh yeah, in, in the book, it was this group of five, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Movie's not canon, bro. <laughs> exactly. Well, th- this is part of... I think this honestly takes care a bit of... One of the main issues with a prequel is you kind of know who lives and who dies, but right. I think a lot of people who only watch the movies Won't don't know, know a whole lot about these people. That's a good so. point. That is a very good point. Yeah, yeah, but... He ends up meeting Dirk, who is traveling with these two goblins. Now, of course, Dirk, he worked at the Goblin Liaison Office, and he tried to use a fake family tree to prove that he was pure blood, but they found him out. And then Griphook and Gornhook, they were two goblins that worked at Gringotts, and Griphook placed the fake sword of Gryffindor into yeah. Bellatrix's vault. She found out now he's on the run. Yeah, boy. So these two groups meet each other, and they decide that they're going to help each other out, look for the port key, all go to whatever this new safe house is. But Greyback is on their trail, and there's a midpoint battle where the two of them are fighting it out in the countryside, and it's it's a really tense battle. The wizards manage to get an upper hand over the Snatchers, but then Greyback manages to bite one of the children. There's a boy and a girl. He bites the girl. They get him off just in time, but she's bitten. There's nothing they can really do about it. And so now they're having to travel across the countryside, solving these clues, looking for the port key with a child that could transform into a monster at any moment. Oh, snap, son. Yeah, but anyway, we get a scene. They've been listening to the uh, they've been listening to the Potter Watch radio show. They've been reading the news, keeping up to date. They're looking for everything. We get a scene where just Dirk, Ted, Dean, and the two goblins are going to a lake. They're using their magic to fish for salmon, bring it back to the kids. And they start talking about, because around this time, the news is starting to report on Dumbledore's death. And they're saying that Harry killed Dumbledore. Mm. But of course, they, they, they know, they've been told from their allies that Snape killed Dumbledore. But the mainstream media is saying yeah, it was fake Harry. news, man. So they're discussing this. And of course, Dean, Dirk, Dirk is iffy on it. Ted is saying, hey, you can't read 
the Daily Prophet. You got to read the the Quibbler. The quibbler. He's like, no, not the freaking Quibbler. And then Dean, of course, he wasn't always on the best terms with Harry Potter. Is like, nah, Harry Potter would never do that. I know Harry. Yeah. And the whole time they're having this conversation, they go back to the two kids, and we get a little shot slide through. And we see there's some magic woo stuff. And then behind an invisible wall, Harry rotted Hermione. Because yeah. that's what happened in the book. This scene happened in the yes. book. Y'all didn't see it in the movie, but, but this it does happened happen in, in the, the book. book. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's one of those moments in the book where it really sets in that there's a larger world Going outside on. of these characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, is this when they all get captured by... This is a little before that. Okay, little okay, before okay. That. Yeah. But anyway, they're continuing down the countryside. They're in Wales right now, and they've managed to solve a bunch of clues, and they're close to the port key, but they've noticed some signs that they're being followed. No snap. But they're just a few hours away from the port key now. They're on their final day of the journey. So they're prepping to just make a break for it and go for it. Oh, snap. But then the night before their big journey, there's a full moon and the child transforms into a werewolf. Oh, snap. (laughs) And then as soon as this kid transforms into a werewolf, snatchers pop out all over the place. They've been waiting for this moment to attack. Oh, man. And so one of the two kids is a werewolf. And so now... They need to hold off the Snatchers until the child transforms back into a human and they need to find the port key and send them on their way. And so there's this huge, big, epic battle where all the wizards are fighting and Greyback almost manages to kill one of the kids and then Tonks puts himself in front of the spell and he dies. And as he's dying, he looks at Dean, tells him, make sure the kids are safe. And so Dean is now going. He's got one of the kids under his arm, and he's, like, running along with the werewolf, who also, you know, the werewolf, it's fully transformed into a werewolf, and it's mad, so it's its attacking whoever right, is coming yeah. too close to it. It ain't picking it, so. sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to, like, guide the werewolf to, like, attack some of the Thatchers and not him or whatever but oh so it's a lot of like danger like yeah okay i i dig it i dig it yeah yeah, yeah. and the two goblins and dirk are helping out as well and then they find the port key and dean has managed to keep the werewolf safe until the morning where he transforms back he takes the two children has them both grab the port key but there's no time for him to grab it the children are off and they're safe. Mm. And then Dean is still there. And he looks and he sees Dirk, Griphook, Gornuck are all captured. And the Snatchers, they kill Dirk and Gornuck right in front of him. And they capture Griphook and him and take him away. But he knows at least that the kids ended up safe. He did it. And yeah, Tonk's sacrifice was not in vain. Dang. Son. We get a little shot of the kids arriving at the safe house, and I think like Arthur Weasley is there or someone. Just a cool like a little hey, cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, like, One oh, of those dudes is there. Yeah, yeah. And then the final few scenes of the film are Dean and Griphook 
in the basement of Malfoy Manor. They're being yeah. questioned. He's not yeah, saying anything. Son. They hear whispers from upstairs about what's going on. But Dean is staying strong. And then we get a shot of Harry, Ron, and Hermione being let in there. And that, that goes to like the midpoint of the Deathly Hallows. Right, when they're all in the basement there. Yeah. Ollivander's in yeah, there. Yeah, because again, in the in the book, it's Griphook and Dean that are in the dungeon. In the movie, it's just the goblin, but and Ollivander and Luna, right? Isn't Luna in there? Yeah, too? they're right there. Yeah, but but out of, out of this group, out of your Dean, group, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, so is that the end? Yep, that's the end. And nice. then, of course, you know, there's room for after the events of Malfoy Manor, we could get another Dean story because, of course, Dean doesn't die. He no, manages yeah. to go to the end at the Battle of Hogwarts, and so yeah, he's in the Battle of Hogwarts, right? Yeah, uh, he ends up showing up in the. Uh, the room of Double requirement Army, yeah. Army people. yeah okay cool yeah but yeah that's just yeah a whole film about the resistance movie of wizards trying to help other half-blood wizards and, and during Michael the second yeah. yeah man that's really good so i'm curious like if they were to make this would they recast the like harry ron and hermione and all those characters or would they use old footage from and then, like, I mean, yeah, would you recast Dean and everybody? Because they're all old now. Yeah. So I think we, right. would, we would have to catch Deep up fix. with the actors. I think you could recast them. Because also, Dean, he... Actually, this, this was totally unintentional. But I realized after I crafted this yeah. that both Lee and Dean were both in the first few movies. And they kind of got written out of the movie version even though they were still in the book yeah and also it just so happens there's some of the only few black characters in the yep. Harry Potter like universe. lavender brown is a supposed to be an african-american character and uh they turn her white for the movie where she's actually a major part <laughs> yeah because as i was looking yeah. up these characters i kept coming across of articles of why is harry potter writing out the black characters but uh yeah see this that, that's just another little cool thing about this is we would get to redeem that those characters but yeah. also since those characters weren't in the movie since maybe like the goblet of fire at the latest yeah. i think we could we could recast them no yeah. one would notice and even if they do notice like what are you gonna do about it we can't we can do the <laughs> luke skywalker deep fake for everybody exactly, and have yeah. a bad looking movie as far as the scene where harry ron and hermione are listening in it's just one shot I'm sure they got the footage somewhere. You could splice something together. I, that would be cool. It's just the three of them sitting down. Yeah. Listening. I think that's what I was going to yeah. say. I, was, I think you could just use the some old, maybe a different angle that they didn't use in Deathly Hallows. Exactly. But it's yeah. the same scene of them kind of like in the yeah. portal. Or it's whatever. one shot. They can make it work. Yeah, they can make it work. They got the archives for now. Yeah. <laughs> before someone for deletes now. them. For tax write off. Jeez, man. Uh, Wow, I really like that. Yeah. That's exciting. Because so that is a good point of like um so I was looking up I knew I wanted to do the Marauders, but I also wanted to look at like other like what other people were talking about like uh -huh. what they would cuz a few years ago, I think a year ago actually, Warner Brothers announced that they wanted to do a Harry Potter series for HBO yeah. Max, which there's no telling about yeah. that now, but uh and everybody was talking about what they would like to see. Mm -hmm. 
and like uh so some of the ideas thrown around are like a, a series about the founders of hogwarts you yeah. know gryffindor and slytherin ravenclaw hufflepuff that would be cool and then there was one that was like um um it's it's Harry Potter just it's the Harry Potter books but each season is one book so that way you yeah. you can really go into depth. Someone was talking about um, talking like doing the same story, but through the eyes of the other characters, which is I think uh-huh. a really cool idea yeah. that you did. Um, because like in the little description of or it was like a tweet or something or on Reddit, it was like. It was like because we really didn't get to know anyone because Harry didn't talk to anybody really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like what else was going on? What other yeah. shenanigans were were happening at Hogwarts? Yeah, and I get. I think I think that's really where the entry point should be. It's just explore an event we already know well, just from the a different point different of view. perspective. Yeah, that's really cool, dude. Yeah. Also, I was thinking throughout all this, like, I know we do movies. This would be a kind of cool TV series because, you I know, was, every week a Snatcher is going to be chasing someone. So It would be a cool TV series. And I think it would be a cool TV series, not like a nine-episode movie, yeah. like how it is. It would be like a really cool, like a, like a weekly yeah. Almost it, would almost, like, it would be a lot yeah. like Walking Dead, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where it's just like every week there's a new someone to save. Yeah. That would be really cool. Another idea um was uh a like a police procedure procedural procedural? Uh-huh. I always struggle with that word. Uh of like the or the or the aura department. Yeah. The wizard cops. Yeah. And that would be fun. You could yeah. follow Harry and Ron and Hermione because they all become auras. That would be cool. Ooh, another cool idea, and I almost wrote this one. Sorry. <laughs> and I almost wrote this one because I thought it was really interesting, was doing like a sports drama. Like a, <laughs> like, like, a like, like a fighting the Giants, but it's Quidditch. And it's like, because it's like, the, the argument was, who says that every Harry Potter story has to be about saving the world exactly. what if it's yeah, just it's just quidditch. a quidditch team that's fighting <laughs> it's to, friday night lights but yeah quidditch. but quidditch which i thought was a really cool idea because yeah. quidditch is a one of my favorite parts of the books is the Mine quidditch too. stuff although i <laughs> it's so funny i saw this today right as i was writing my harry potter fish but someone made a tiktok where they're like imagine if you're playing baseball but they made a rule where one person was the squirrel catcher. And if they caught the squirrel, the game ended and the score didn't matter. They won. Now, isn't that a terrible idea? So here's the Doesn't thing. that render the whole game meaningless? <laughs> well, that's what happened in Harry Potter. Here's my argument for Quidditch. I will defend the snitch rule. Uh-huh. I won't defend something else. I'll get to that. I will defend the snitch rule real quick, though. Because here's the thing. Just because you catch the snitch does not mean you win the game. Uh-huh. It just means that the game's over and you get an X amount of points. That's but true. if those X amount of points is less than the amount of points the other team has, yeah. you lose, which is what happened at the World Cup in yeah. the Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. All right, so I'll defend that one. Yeah. And it's it's supposed to be way harder to catch the snitch. Uh-huh. But Harry Then even the movies let on. Yeah, yeah. Harry always be catching that thing though. <laughs> He That's <laughs> here. He just be catching that thing willy nilly. Uh, here's what I don't like about Quidditch, and I've always hated this about Quidditch: was whoever has the best broomsticks, the best player. That's true. Yeah, it's a little. It's like play to. It's yeah. pay to win, bro. <laughs> it's if you have the money to buy the best broomstick, like like Harry yeah. or Draco, you're the best player. 
Yeah. That's what I've always hated. Because you go faster. And that's yeah, the main that's thing. That's the whole thing. I mean, I guess there could just be like, you're not very good at riding a broom or you're not perceptive or athletic enough. But also, it's like, you put a decent player on the best broomstick, they become a great player. Yeah. That's have been you, my always issue. Have you ever played Quidditch the way like some people will? No, I haven't. Okay. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's where but I... But I did. I saw a thing, a major real-life Quidditch league. They changed the name to not be associated with the book of J.K. Rowling. But also, Dang. the fact that they would do that instead of quit must mean it's a fun game. So. Sure it is. Yeah. When you watch those, like that's what I'm like... <laughs> I love Harry Potter, but I don't know that's I'm not a nerd. Uh I'm not a loser. I just like Harry Potter. (laughs) Have you played Quidditch? No. I didn't think so, but I wanted to ask before I kept calling uh, people losers. I own a lot of Harry Potter Legos, but that's about the nerdiest Harry Potter thing. Uh, I have wand I have some wands. I had Voldemort's one, I have Harry's wand. Uh I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Dude, there was there was a time where I could tell you all of the spells in Harry Potter and what they did. Yeah. Now I used to I used to be a lot more into it, but like even like I just read a bit on the Harry Potter wiki and my memory was unlocking things I had yeah, forgotten. Dude. I used to I had I would be on Pottermore every day, dude. Uh-huh. I would just be reading articles on Pottermore. Yeah. I was in, man. And when the Fantastic Beast movies came out, I was loving it because I knew the whole history of Grindelwald and everything, and so I was like, I'm getting to see it. Uh-huh. But then they just kept getting worse. Yep. I couldn't defend them anymore. I didn't even see the last one, bro. Also, I was thinking, yeah. we still have those Fantastic Beasts books. Oh, we got to give them away. Do we want to give them out this week? Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. I totally forgot about them. What a perfect opportunity. Yeah. dude. Let's, Guys, let's... we're giving away, I think it's four copies yes. of the, the first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them screenplay hardcover books. Yes, one of the best ways that every professional screenwriter will tell you to get better at writing screenplays is to just read read screenplays screenplays. and these are like beginner screenplays uh because the jk the author she wrote her screenplays almost like a like a book so yeah it's a it's a good one to read it's a good one to start yeah and usually you can find a lot of screenplays for free but usually you either got to read them on a computer you got to spend like printer ink's expensive it's like 30 bucks to print out a full screenplay and so you either spend a lot of ink or you got to read on a computer and your eyes hurt but this is a hardcover book these are really nice and we're going to be giving them away all you have to do is follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We'll make a post about the giveaway. Yep. Like the giveaway post and tag three friends in the post. I'm making this up as I go. Yes. And if you <laughs> vote on which Harry Potter pitch you like the best this week under our Instagram post yes. with the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player, you'll get an additional entry. Yes. So please do vote. So that one of us can win the written by Rival Pitches Championship belt, brother. And yeah, that's that's the last normal Rival Pitch episode. Yeah, we, we hopefully have a really awesome finale yes. planned. You never know. Yes, um, but I'm, a, I'm looking forward to not having homework for the next few <laughs> That's the thing is uh, another little bit of baseball talk is like the Rival Pitches episodes. I like them because like. When it comes to recording, all we do is we we read our stuff and it's kind of simpler. We don't have to think, yeah. but you got to prepare for yeah, it, so which much preparation is yeah. not as fun. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, man. Hey, guys, thank you for listening. We're doing the giveaway. Make sure you go uh, be a part of that because um, we want you to. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one minute pitches. <laughs> if I was going to do a Harry Potter movie, I would want it to take place in the wizarding world we already know, make the whole world feel bigger, to see it from a different perspective. So it's going to take place during the events of the Deadly Hallows, once Voldemort has risen to power, our main character is Dean Thomas. He's a character we see more in the books than the comics, but he is a Gryffindor, was part of Dumbledore's army, and he is a half-blood wizard. And of course, all half-bloods and muggleborns are being hunted by bounty hunters called Snatchers. So we're following Dean Thomas as he teams up with Ted Tonks and Lee Jordan, who hosts the Potter Watch radio show, as they band together and try to help out other muggleborns and half-bloods that need their help. But meanwhile, throughout the whole thing, as they're trying to rescue some muggle-born kids, they're being hunted by the notorious Snatcher, the wizard, the werewolf, Rayback. For my Harry Potter movie, I want to tell the story of the Marauders, the four best friends, James, Lupin, Sirius, and Peter Pettigrew. Uh, the, the Marauders, uh, their time through Hogwarts is kind of well talked about in the books, but I want to talk about them fighting with the Order of the Phoenix in the first Wizarding War against Voldemort. And the, you know, we have the action of them trying to take down Voldemort, but more importantly, it's telling the story of these four best friends and James's wife, Lily. They're a, they're a friend group that's as close as a family. And we always see movies about romances between couples, but this is about a group of friends who truly love each other and they would do anything for each other and they prove it every day by trying to save the world and fighting Voldemort. The main villain would of course be Voldemort, but on a more personal level, uh, Severus Snape, who is working with Voldemort, is kind of our main villain, will be flashing back and forth from their time at Hogwarts and their time now in the Wizard of War as we learn more about these characters. And of course, at the end of the movie, uh, the ending is kind of the beginning of Harry's story where his parents die and Sirius kills Peter. And that does it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, as you heard towards the end there, we are doing a giveaway this week on the Instagram. We got copies of the Fantastic Beast screenplay that we're giving out. For more information on that, be sure you're following the Instagram page at WrittenByPod on Instagram. That's where everything's going to be. So be following that page and you could be a winner. Anyway, guys, this is present day Robert talking. We have more information on our rival pitch finale. We're doing something really special for the last rival pitch episode. But first for our last normal rival pitch, it's up to you to vote which pitch you like the best which harry potter pitch do you want to see become an actual movie mine or chase's go to our instagram post from today november 7th it has the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player leave a comment on that letting us know which pitch you're voting for the winner of last rival pitch the predator pitch was chase and guys we are neck and neck i think I think we're officially tied. If, if not tied, we're like one off. But uh, yeah, everything is going to come down to the Rival Pitch finale. So let me tell y'all what that is. With Written By, with Rival Pitches, we're really trying to prepare ourselves for our hopefully future careers as movie makers. And 
We're trying our best to emulate what pitching would actually be like, but what we realized is there's a whole lot more to pitching than just, you know, telling the story you want to tell. I haven't done an actual movie pitch, but I've done music video pitches and commercial pitches, and there's a whole lot more involved in the process. You gotta, you gotta really get your presenting skill up. You gotta make a visual pitch deck, a treatment. You have to make a lookbook. A lot of people for movie pitches, they will cut together fake trailers with footage from other movies. Now. Obviously, that's way too much for us to do every single week. So what we've decided is for a finale episode of Rival Pitches, we're each taking our favorite pitch of the season that we've done, and we are actually revisiting it and building it out into a full pitch, which means it's going to be a lot more polished. We're going to make a fully built visual pitch deck that you could see and we're cutting together a fake trailer for the movie and not only are we building out the entire pitch we are also going to pitch to a panel of guest judges who are going to be playing the studio heads in the scenario and they're going to decide which movie pitch they like the best so we're revisiting a previous pitch that we really like we're building it out into a full treatment with a visual lookbook and a fake trailer. And our panel of guest judges will declare the winner. And since we're so neck and neck for the rival pitches, whoever wins the rival pitch finale is probably going to win rival pitches as a whole and get the super secret prize that we have decided on. We finally decide on a prize. So that's what's going down for the next and final rival pitch episode of written by season two. And yeah, as of this episode dropping, we'll be filming that tomorrow. So I'm getting the pitch ready. Kind of nervous about it. And yes, I said filming. This will be a special video episode of written by if you just want to listen to it as a podcast, it'll work that way as well. But we're really going to put everything in this, shoot this, make it look like a reality TV show. So anyway, be following us at Written by Pod everywhere. We'll see you next week.